They say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But today, I want to talk about a different kind of Vegas. This one is the Vegas nerve. And, dear voices, it's important to you. Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. As a vocal coach, I have become very interested in this vagus nerve and its connection to the voice. It affects not only laryngeal function, but also the diaphragm, and therefore vocal cord and breathing operations, obviously important to the voice. Actually, an extensive array of all sorts of bodily functions rely on its nuanced direction. And we can help it work better. They call that increasing the vagal tone with certain strategies. So I asked my brilliant student, assistant, and indie artist, Leah Grams Johnson, who has been researching and working with a functional medicine physician for her own wellness, to write part one of this two-part series on the voice and this important nerve. Her own doctor will be writing part two. Here now is Leah. Thank you, Judy. It's nice to be able to express my nerdy side from time to time. As vocalists, our bodies are our instruments. It follows that for health and longevity of our voices, it's imperative we care for our bodies to the best of our ability. At an intuitive level, I believe we can be our own healers for certain aspects of our physical, mental, and spiritual health. And vocalists even more so. Here's why. At the base of our skull exists the longest and most complex cranial nerve called the vagus nerve. Now picture this nerve like a beautiful climbing rose bush on a fragile bone trellis. It reaches its delicate tendrils around the face, throat, vocal cords, and neck, then extends down to the heart, lungs, diaphragm, stomach, and intestines. Now for those of you with more sensitive stomachs, like mine, the vagus nerve is like a highway of communication, sending signals from the brain to the gut and back to the brain the cause of what we call gut feelings. A healthy functioning vagus nerve is said to have a strong vagal tone. A few ways to indirectly stimulate the vagus nerve and in doing so increase vagal tone include singing or humming, slow, deep diaphragmatic breathing, meditation, cold showers or splashing the face with ice water, and soothing connection. Long hugs are like kale for the nervous system. (laughs) This far-reaching nerve plays a lead role in the autonomic nervous system, which consists of both the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems. It is, according to Christopher Berglund from Psychology Today, the prime component of the parasympathetic nervous system, which regulates the rest and digest or tend and befriend responses, while the sympathetic nervous system drives the fight-or-flight response. According to Dr. Ariel Schwartz, when our vagus nerve is functioning properly, these two contrasting systems work in a rhythmic alternation that supports healthy digestion, sleep, and immune system functioning. On top of all this, the vagus nerve decreases inflammation 
and lowers blood pressure. I want to make a special note on inflammation. Many scientists are beginning to consider conditions like anxiety, depression, and PTSD as forms and byproducts of inflammation. Other inflammatory diseases and conditions that could benefit from the stimulation of the vagus nerve include rheumatoid arthritis, inflammatory bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, Parkinson's, and epilepsy. From Medical News Today, Stacy Thompson wrote, In 2005, the FDA approved the use of vagus nerve stimulation as a treatment for depression. It has also been found to help with the following conditions, rapid cycling bipolar disorder, anxiety disorders, and Alzheimer's disease. Let's talk about the vagus nerve's impact on the voice. That's why you're all listening, right? <laughs> The voice is controlled by the autonomic nervous system. I like to think of the voice as a wild animal, separate from the rational mind. It needs to feel safe and unthreatened in order to become muscularly relaxed and vulnerable through expression. Much like a horse, the total voice system, vocal cords, throat, diaphragm, and lungs, is subject to the physical fight-or-flight effects of the sympathetic nervous system and benefits from the calming effects of the parasympathetic nervous system. Remembering this primal function helps me during times of performance anxiety. By focusing on what my body needs physiologically to calm its wild animal and shift from the sympathetic to parasympathetic nervous system, I am more able to remove myself from the emotional storm caused by anxiety and tame the physical manifestations of fear that inhibit my ability to simply sing. The bottom line is this. Not only does the vagus nerve affect the voice by physically touching the vocal cords, throat, lungs, and diaphragm, it also has a heavy hand in directing the autonomic nervous system. Conversely, the vibration of the vocal cords through singing greatly nourishes this wandering nerve and strengthens vagal tone. Within our own bodies, this beautiful symbiotic relationship exists as the vagal vocal connection, making vocalists all the more adept at becoming our own healers. My thanks to guest podcaster Leah Grams Johnson for researching and writing this part one. Leah is a singer-songwriter hailing from the coast of Northern California. Her unique take on country and contemporary folk music has resonated with fans of all musical backgrounds nationwide. She's also an accomplished horsewoman and loves to do yoga. You can find her on the web at leahgramsjohnson.com. That's L-E-A-H-G-R-A-M-S-J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com. This is Judy Rodman. I hope you've enjoyed this part one. Look for part two of the Vagal Vocal Connection soon. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to leave a review where you listen to it. See you next time on All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers.